0: Check out the Toy Flavor Radio Soundtrack Show where they play all of your favorite anime, movie, and television soundtracks with interviews with the people that put them all together.
1: Listen on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It is Monday, May 1st, and you are listening to the very first episode of the Atlanta Call Sheet brought to you by Southern Hollywood.us and the Toy Flavor Radio Soundtrack Show. The Atlanta Call Sheet channels its focus on the incredible talents of individuals throughout the up-and-coming southern Hollywood film industry of Atlanta and surrounding southern states. What better way to start the first episode than with an interview with a composer not even in the United States? It makes absolute sense when the genius composer is Liam Bradbury, creating the music behind the upcoming short horror comedy, pre-dawn, filming in Covington, Georgia this summer. We talked to Liam about his background, who and where he finds his inspiration when he got his start composing music for video games, and as a matter of fact, that music you hear playing in the background is from Liam himself called Princess Theme from the Fallen Princess soundtrack. Welcome to the Atlantic Call Sheet. And now here's your host, director and producer, Corey Aaron Burks. Y'all sit back and enjoy the show.
0: You know, I was speaking to a... um... I went to. I, would, I just got back from my uh, acting class, right? So, <laughs> and we have a young lady there who is um, from the UK, and um, beautiful accent. And I was trying to get more information out of her about, like, you know, where, so I can convey that to you because I know, um, even though you said the country's
2: small, it's still, you know, a diversity of people with different accents, different locations. You no, know, there's so many different accents in the UK. I think it changes like every 10 minute of a drive or something. So <laughs> oh. uh, like if you drive for 10 minutes, you'll hear a completely different accent. That's crazy. That's but then but then again, um have you ever been to the States? Um I've got cousins in the States actually. Um they were in California at the time. And I have only been once though. I oh, went okay. visiting when I was about 15, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Well the reason I'm asking is because if you've ever been to New York You'll, you'll find
0: that if you drive from Long Island to Queens to Brooklyn to Bronx, you'll get different uh, accents also, <laughs> especially when you get to New Jersey. But, uh, but all right. Sorry to keep gabbing. I know you got plenty of things to do, and I do appreciate your time. So let's begin. Um, what inspired you to become a music composer and how did you get started in the
2: industry? Um, well, I think from an early age, I was always like kind of drawn to music. Um, I was actually born with uh, a hearing condition, oh. and it meant my hearing was uh, was pretty bad. It was about fifty percent hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of made me focus on sounds a bit more. Interesting. So uh, I think I started getting into like violin lessons and piano lessons and things like that when I was a kid, mm. and uh, I learned the theory side. But in terms of like musical inspiration, I think you know things like John Williams, the Star Wars soundtracks. Yes, sir. And uh Han Zimmer, Dan Elfman, uh Howard Shaw, all of these uh, composers, they all like was a massive inspiration on me. Uh even the Skyrim soundtrack, uh, you know, the video game sound yes. uh, Skyrim, yes, Jeremy Soul, like that soundtrack just I I'm always listening to that. That's like a really like strong inspiration. Um wow. in terms of like how I got started in the industry, well. Uh, That was through um, game development websites. I used to be a member of a a website called thegamecreators.com. And it's just like little indie games and things like that. And uh, I sort of started talking to people in the forums and, you know, just getting to know them. And they would ask me to write little songs for them. And it just went from there, really. I moved on to writing stock music after that. And then people could just license them for use of like different media and stuff. That's cool. That's really cool.
0: You know, I I'm I was th- just thinking that um game, the uh, game music, game soundtracks
2: they don't it doesn't get as much press, yeah, as attention as it should. Uh, some of the soundtracks are really good. Like I, I've seen like uh, proper orchestras just doing versions of the the soundtracks, mm. and it's it's so good wow yeah when i'm playing games here on the
0: playstation like for instance the last of us and and, you know uh, far and apart from the hbo series that just came
2: out but the game the music for that is haunting it's gorgeous yeah i've I've not actually played the game because i don't have playstation but i've been watching the uh, tv series Mm -hmm. recently and i think it's some of the the same themes from the the game in the tv series you're absolutely right it's really cool nice so um what is your
0: process when creating a new piece of music and how do you approach the creative process
2: um well it really depends on what the song is for like um i mainly write stock music so i just write a song and then i upload it to a website and then people would license it from the website and to do that i'd sort of have a a little process where i i would think about what type of mood i want the song to be and then i'd find images on like google and things Hmm. And I just try and sort of make a little collage of images that fit that mood, and right. then when I'm writing the music, I try and look at the pictures and just make sure it fits with the the images. Um, obviously with like you know short films and film soundtracks and things, uh, they normally send me like video clips that I would write music to. Hmm. So uh, there's always you know you have to like line up the music and make sure like things lead into different sections. So Mm. there's different ways to write different types of music really
0: is it is it difficult when you're doing that like somebody sends you like um let's say for part of a game and they say well we want music like this i
2: mean do you often agree with them um well i I always have to agree with them because whatever they want i've got to provide that so Mm. uh, it can be difficult sometimes especially lining up the uh the visual with the music and it's it's so hard Mm. But um, yeah, sometimes you have to just make sacrifices in the music, like just to make it sync up to the visual. Right. You can't just always do everything that you want to do.
0: Wow. And um, how do you balance artistic expression with meeting the needs and expectations of clients or other collaborators?
2: Um, this is actually something that I used to worry about more like in the earlier years of composing. Um, I, like I say, I always want to make sure the client is happy with the the song. So uh, I'd sometimes panic a bit when sending them a song just in case <laughs> they hated it. But right. to be honest, I've never really received any negative feedback from clients. Like some would request little changes and things, but most yeah. just like to let me get on with it. And so far, they've been quite happy with the results. So it's been working out fine. Sweet, you do really, don't really work. Sorry. I'm sorry, I was saying, you do really great work. Oh, thanks a lot <laughs> uh, like I, I don't really mind if anyone requests changes to the songs or anything because uh, like I just want them to be happy with it. So at the end of the day, as long as they're happy, then I'm happy as well. Well that, boy, that's a great
0: trait to have um because i'm I'm certain you put your all into your work. and then I know with other artists, When they put their all into their
2: work, they and somebody says, "Well, can you make this change?" Like what? Yeah. How dare you? (laughs) I've actually heard of a few composers that have that reaction as well. (laughs) They just hate being told, like, "No, they can't do it this way." They have to, like, they want to do it all their own way. But yeah, you can't really be like that.
0: Well, you know something. Let me ask you this then: Is it complicated to make a change? Let's say you do a beautiful sweeping score, and then they they say um, to make a certain change in the middle. I mean, me not being a musician, or at least I try to. Oh, goodness, don't let me tell you about my attempt to play the guitar. No. (laughs) So how do you make that change? Like, um, I mean, is it
2: drastic? I mean, is it, you know, how do you do it? Um, It depends on, like, how big of a change they want it to be. Like, if they want to change the entire mood of the song, then it can be a bit of a problem. But um, I think as long as you stick to the same key and the same, like, tempo, and it's it's not really that difficult to do. You just gotta sort of just manipulate the sound a little bit. Mm. Maybe dip instruments to let certain vocals come through and things like that. Um but yeah, it's when when you change the entire mood of the, the song, though, then that's a bit of a problem.
0: Right. I can imagine. Wow. By the way, um
2: how do you produce your music? Do you uh play instruments? Uh, I play piano. Uh, bass guitar a little bit of electric guitar and just little random instruments like i've got one here this little maraca thing this is actually from <laughs> mexico <laughs> That's cool <laughs> see there's here you go folks a pure genius who can take anything <laughs> anything i used to actually have one of those before i got the maraca my brother got me that maraca but i used to have a little pot with like salt in and i just used to shake that and that was my little maraca sound you see that, and I, I'm sure you, you create symphony with that. Me, if I get it, oh, he's just
0: playing with salt. So <laughs> you know, I'm I'm no good. Now you know what? Let's um, let's talk about pre dawn. Can you walk us through the creative decisions you made
2: during the process? Um, I think I started getting ideas for the songs in pre dawn, uh, pretty much from the moment that I read the script. I, it's a, it's obviously a well written script, and that was the first thing that came to me when I, I read it. <laughs> some of the characters personalities and stuff like they stood out immediately to me so I had little ideas for the music going in my head straight away from that especially like the house party scene obviously that needed like a big booming bass sound Mm -hmm. like big beats and things so that was like the first thing I I was focusing on and then the the cinematic trailer music I sort of took that in a different direction less like hip-hop and more orchestral Mm. And that had like a sort of feel of um, remember the Predator soundtrack yes it's I sort of had that in mind when I was doing that I mean obviously there's going to be a lot of changes to these songs like when we start filming and things so I'll probably be going back and adding certain things and changing a lot of things just to make it fit better with what's happening on the screen yeah. so yeah Well, I tell you this um,
0: you are so Great at what you do. It's actually my responsibility to make some <laughs> adaptations to, to fit you what you already did. So don't worry. I, I won't. I won't trouble you with any of that. And first of all, thank you. Uh, the work you've done on the on the music is is, is intense. It's great. And in fact, that's what we're going to play right next. Um, this is a track called "Was That a Minigun?" Ned from the pre dawn soundtrack. Liam Bradbury. Here we go. We'll be right back with more from Liam Bradbury right after these messages.
1: This episode is brought to you by It's a Curl Thing Hair Care Products. One of our core values is that you do not have to compromise your health for beauty. Our natural organic hair care products are made from ingredients that are hydrating and beneficial to your hair and scalp, including plant oils, plant butters, pure essential oils, natural and organic botanical blends. We provide all natural, organic, nutrient-rich, wholesome, clean hair care products that draw inspiration from nature. It's a Curl Thing, inspired by nature. Visit us at itsacurlthing.com right now. See there,
0: that wasn't so long. Now back to the show. You know, and I've I've heard it multiple times, and I love it. <laughs> you know, I love what you did for that. Um, how long
2: did it take you to make that 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 one track? Anyway, um, that one was probably uh, the, the, I got the bird bones for the song in about two weeks. Like I just used to keep coming in and just working on it hours at a day, and just trying to get like the the bird bones of the song. And then once I had something, I just thought of started coming up with little things to add to it like little melody bits and production ideas and things so yeah that's sort of uh it took a while to develop but it it got there i think there's still a long way to go with it to be honest i've got some more ideas In my point point of view it's perfect you know i got music envy
0: I mean, I really do because I I want to be able to play. My fingers are too fat for the guitar. I you know <laughs> you know it's terrible, and I I want it. It's in my heart, but I can't. So all, all I can do is write. But I, I, anyway, it's not about me. So tell me, how do you stay up to date with current trends and technologies in the music industry?
2: Uh, well, um, just basically listening to as much music as possible. I, I'm always listening to film soundtracks and video game soundtracks, and uh, just maybe focusing on the writing side as well as the production side. So like maybe I'd hear a certain sound and I'd start thinking, how did they do that? So I'd have to then go in the studio and just try and recreate that with like different instrumentation and stuff like that. So um, I also watch a, a ton of mixing videos and mastering videos and anything that, any like new plugin that comes out, I have to watch videos on it and just see what it does. Mm. So that's sort of like a a way of keeping up to date with the technologies in the industry. Right. Um, Yeah, my plugin list is like so long at the moment. I've got loads of different plugins. Wow. What uh, what software do you primarily use for editing? Uh, Cubase Pro 12 is the one that I use. Uh, Some of the plugins, though, are like Amadeus Orchestra. Um, I also am a member of the... um, uh, what's the, the East West Composer Cloud. So you pay like a subscription fee and you get access to so many different like virtual instruments and orchestral samples and things. So that's pretty cool. That is nice. And um, oh, and as far as studio is concerned, do you have uh, is it an in-house or do you go to a place? Uh, it's all like home studio. I've got like a, a converted studio outside. Mm. So just got all my like drum kits and things and guitars and piano. and all these little maraca things that i've got (laughs) it's a great world now i you know i'm not to date my
0: age but i remember if i ever wanted to do any recording i'd have to rent a studio time you know even for voiceovers it would be like um 150 for like two hours or something like that yeah well um back in the day now it's like you can just grab a mic off the off the shelf i mean you know yeah
2: go ahead i'm sorry uh, I actually started on like Cubase three point one, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That was like twenty something years ago. Oof. So yeah, I've been using Cubase for quite a while now. That is incredible. I like Cubase.
0: I I, I remember seeing it around. And um, what was that? What's that one for Max? Because uh, I, I think Cubase is for Windows. Uh, GarageBand right? or <laughs>
2: GarageBand? Yeah, that, no. <laughs>
0: I say it with that accent. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, I, I say garage band, but I know a lot of people say gar garage band or something. Ah, that's cool. Tomato tomato. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so tell me, what was, uh, what has been the most challenging project you've worked on, and how do you
2: overcome those challenges? And. Um... Well, this is going back a, a few years now to when I first started writing music for games on the, you know, the game indie forums. Mm-hmm. So someone contact, uh, contacted me asking to write like 1940s style music uh, for a World War II themed game. And at the time, I just didn't know anything about that type of music. Mm-hmm. So I had to like quickly become familiar with artists such as Glenn Miller, Ella Fitzgerald, yeah. uh, Bing Crosby. Um, <laughs> and that was all like so new to me at the time so yeah that was probably the hardest challenge that i've had to face but you know it's all good i like learning about different genres and stuff anyway so it's no problem nice i mean you just soak it up and then
0: you adapt and apply to to your full repertoire of talent it's awesome
2: yeah it's oh, 1940s music though wow yeah it's <laughs> it's like all that like big band swing stuff it's a uh, it's quite difficult, especially when I was about 15, I was asked to do that as well. 15? Yeah.
0: Man. It, that's beautiful that you've um this has been your core everything. You've been doing music since 15, maybe even earlier, right? So so you know, this is all you. That's wonderful. I, I you know, a lot of again music envy. <laughs> so, you know, I'm you know, and I'm I'm really what was I doing at 15? Um no, 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 let's not get into that. So, <laughs> what do you consider to be a signature style or sound? And has
2: it evolved over time? Um, I've actually thought about this quite a bit because, like, I always want my songs to stand out as different to other people's songs in some way. So uh, the way that I've found to do that is uh, sort of through unusual chord sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to get too technical with it, but, like... um using chords that aren't in the key of the song, uh, such as like chromatic chords or like different modal scales and things. So like, Mm -hmm. say you have like C major scale, which is like no sharps and flats. Mm -hmm. You can then add like an F sharp in there and create like C Lydian mode and just things like that. So just branching away from the the basic simple sound of like C major, basically just, you know, using different notes to create different sounds. Mm Like briefly touching on modal scales instead of normal scales, I think that's probably the the way that my sound stands out more than other people's I hope anyway yeah
0: it does, and you know you've you know like i said that you've you've been in this industry for the for for the long haul this is this is yours you've you've com- you command it so you you're a wizard in this and i and i I love what you do um have you collaborated with any other musicians or artists to create a
2: cohesive piece of work? Um, only really with uh, friends and things like a lot of my friends are musicians. Like one of them's a, a guitar teacher now. Oh no! Nice. And uh, yeah, I've done like little bass parts for some of his songs, and he's like provided guitar parts for mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also done orchestral stuff for uh, like some friends. Like some one of my friends plays violin, so I've done loads of like orchestral things for her and. Just had little jobs, you know, recording piano and bass for people, but I've not really collaborated much on, like, big projects. Not as much as I'd like to, anyway.
0: Well, I know after pre-dawn, you're going to get every bit of attention and work you need. <laughs> I hope I, so. <laughs> oh, man. If I can help it, I'm going to make sure you are front row center and anybody wants to know who did the music. Liam Bradbury. <laughs> I can
2: say it fast. Hey, um, come to think of it, have you ever did any teaching? Um. I actually I tried to get into it like when I was a bit younger. Like I had a, a few people come to me asking for like music theory lessons and stuff, but they didn't really stick it out. Mm. Um I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe people are not really into theory. They just wanted to go straight to production. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I, yeah. You're right. If um like I said, my guitar um attempts were the worst and I wanted to get straight to like being able to play like Prince, but I just couldn't get there. <laughs> I think everyone's the same. They just want to go straight (laughs) for the the best thing possible. That's right. You know, you only live once. Let's do it. (laughs) But my fingers were bleeding, but that's okay. (laughs) Can you share any tips or advice for aspiring music composers who are just starting out?
2: Uh, Just basically never stop learning. Uh, Like, Don't ever think that you know everything because there's always something more to learn. And saying that, don't let that stop you from putting your music out there as well, because music always needs to be heard. Like let people listen to your journey, even if it sounds not as good as other people's, just put it out anyway. And let people watch you develop. Um, I think tips about writing music, just always ask yourself if you actually like the song that you're creating. Like, Mm -hmm. would you actually listen to this song in a playlist? Would you save it and share it out? And you know, if you wouldn't do that, then why would somebody else do that? So you just got to keep asking yourself if like, you love what you're doing that's right that's right i mean
0: that said if someone does a piece of music that they just like they created themselves they adored it they love it they they swear by it um i i, I'm, I guess i'm asking like how do you aside from finding out if other people like it or not i mean how do you decide like it, well that you're actually any good you know, <laughs> you know you know you know you get your your mother your father everybody saying oh yeah you're great but it's it's actually a tough, a,
2: yeah. a tough uh, question to answer that because i remember when i was starting out i would write some songs and like some of my friends would write songs and they'd hate what, everything that they do mm-hmm. but i i sort of sort of i'd write songs and then i'd i'd think i actually quite like that mm-hmm. but then later on i'd listen it back and it was terrible but I've always had this thing where I just liked what I was doing, mainly because I, just, I always try and write music that I like. So, right. uh, But yeah, some of the early stuff that I was doing sounded so bad. Mm. But I'm just glad that it didn't really stop me from doing it. Right. I know some of my friends that have gone into like production and things, like they just pretty much quit music altogether because they're never happy with what they do. And I think you always have to have something about it that you like, even if it's just a bit of fun doing it. You're absolutely right. It's all with inside
0: of you and your head. You're yeah. absolutely right. Because if you are constantly hating on yourself, you'll you'll never start progressing and wanting to change. The the thinking is not to hate your stuff, but how
2: can I make it how can I improve it? Yeah. I think like uh yeah, you just gotta constantly be learning and just getting better at what you do. And that just drives you forward. That's right. And you know, the
0: quality of your work, the entertainment value the beauty of your work shines through and thank you for that i appreciate you that thanks a lot so um so
2: lastly what's next for you and your music career hopefully more of these film soundtracks it's always like fun to work on them and stuff so um i also have a distribution deal at the moment with the sugo music group in the states hey congratulations (laughs) Uh, i think they're based in california and they're releasing albums for me so yeah, I'm at the moment. I'm going back and just remixing some of those old albums, and just like re-releasing them. So that's what I'm focusing on at the moment. But yeah, more film soundtracks would always be a plus as well. Hey, how many
0: albums do you have?
2: Oh my god, so many! Like, let's I hear think it. It's about. So uh, about I, I, <laughs> I've got um lo-fi beats for studying. I always try and write music for like a certain situation. So like lo-fi beats for studying. Mm-hmm. Uh I've got like Binaural Visions One, Two and Three, which are like relaxation albums. Um I've got uh an exercise album with like just beats with a, a you know like a driving beat to exercise to. Mm. So many like different things like that. I'm so, just focusing on like remixing them at the moment. That's beautiful. So tell us all, where can we find Liam Bradbury's work? Uh probably YouTube is the best place. Uh YouTube dot com forward slash liam Bradbury music and I've, i upload all of my songs there i i upload uh, tutorial videos as well and i've just started doing live streams as well so if you want to check out some of my stuff definitely head there excellent it definitely will and hey liam thank you so much for this
0: time i really appreciate you taking the time for this and and the work that you did on the music for
2: pre-dawn it's phenomenal I, no problem and thanks a lot like this is like the first interview I've ever done, so <laughs> it won't like be the last. Stuff. Won't be the last.
0: Won't be the last, my brother. This is going to be awesome. Your 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 career is astounding, and you're going to get so many more offers for soundtracks. It's going to be crazy. But I'm glad I was here to be with you at this level, and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you as well. <laughs> All right, so we're going to lead out with, let's see, so many options. Let's try with the bounty hunters theme. Yeah. Uh, or across the ocean. We're gonna play something nice. This is Liam music. Liam Bradbury's music. Thank you very much for being part of this show.
2: Thanks a lot.
1: ramp. Y'all, come on back for another episode of the Atlanta Call Sheet, brought to you by SouthernHollywood.us.